Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the MetaBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of essential tremor found under the neurology section at metabullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 62-year-old man reports involuntary shaking of both his hands, arms, and head. The handshaking appears to worsen with writing, eating, or drinking from a cup. During periods of stress, his shakes worsen. He has noticed that drinking wine improves his symptoms. Family history is significant for his father also having similar symptoms. On physical exam, there is a 4 to 10 hertz tremor elicited when both of his arms are outstretched forward. There is no tremor at rest. Let's continue with an introduction to essential tremor. Clinically, it is defined as a type of rhythmic oscillatory movement that occurs with posturing and action. Conditions that are associated include that it worsens with stress and it improves with alcohol intake. In terms of the epidemiology, remember that this occurs in 0.3 to 5.6% of the general population. Demographically, it affects males and females equally, and the mean age of onset is 35 years of age and the incidence increases with age. In terms of the specific location, it will typically happen bilaterally in the hands and arms, in the head, and it may also occur in the larynx. Risk factors include family history and aging. Unfortunately, the pathophysiology is currently unknown. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms include that there is a worsening tremor with posturing and voluntary movement. This means that it worsens with stress and voluntary movement, and it improves with alcohol and rest. On exam, there is rhythmic and oscillatory movement that most commonly affects the hands and arms. It may be asymmetric, and it may also affect the head and the voice. In terms of the diagnostic criteria, remember that this is a clinical diagnosis. With regards to the differential, make sure to think about a Parkinsonian tremor. These patients, however, are expected to have a tremor at rest. Also think about a physiologic tremor, which is a low-amplitude tremor that worsens with movement, and it is associated with increased sympathetic tone, such as anxiety, caffeine, and hyperthyroidism. Other diagnoses to keep in mind include a dystonic tremor, a cerebellar tremor, which most often presents as an intention tremor, and a drug-induced tremor. With regards to treatment, medical options include propranolol. This is considered first-line treatment for essential tremor. However, remember that asthma is a contraindication to propranolol use. Another option is primidone. This is considered first-line treatment for essential tremor as well. Operative options include deep brain stimulation. This is indicated in patients that are unresponsive to treatment. The specific technique involves electrodes being placed within the ventral intermediate nucleus of the thalamus. Complications related to essential tremor include that it can be a disabling disorder that may negatively affect quality of life. And lastly, with regards to prognosis, remember that this is a progressive disorder and there are no spontaneous remissions. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to essential tremor, let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 59-year-old woman is referred to a neurologist for a hand tremor. Her symptoms began a few months prior to presentation and have progressively worsened. She noticed she was having difficulty drinking her coffee and writing in her notebook. The patient reports that her father also had a tremor, but is unsure what type of tremor it was. She drinks two to three glasses of wine per week and only takes a multivitamin. Laboratory studies prior to seeing the neurologist demonstrated a normal basic metabolic panel and thyroid studies. 
On physical exam, there is a mid-amplitude 8 Hz frequency postural tremor of the right hand. The tremor is notable when the right hand is outstretched to the very end of finger-to-nose testing. Neurologic exam is otherwise normal. Which of the following is the best treatment option for this patient? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Alprazolam Choice 2. Botulism toxin injection Choice 3. Deep brain stimulation Choice 4. Levodopa carbidopa Or Choice 5. Primidone The best answer to this question is Choice 5. Primidone this patient's postural tremor that worsens at the end of a goal-oriented movement, such as finger-to-nose testing, and a family history of a tremor is concerning for essential tremor. First-line pharmacologic treatment is with propranolol or primidone. Essential tremor is a postural or kinetic tremor that can decrease the quality of life. A number of cases have a family history, referred to as a familial tremor, suggesting the presence of a genetic component to this neurologic condition. Although there is no cure to essential tremor, treatment involves lifestyle modification, in which the patient removes inciting or exacerbating factors from their life, such as caffeine intake. When the tremor interferes with activities of daily living or is distressing to the patient, pharmacologic therapy is used. First-line treatment is with propranolol or primidone. When these tremors are refractory to treatment or disabling, deep brain stimulation is performed. Of note, Occupational and physical therapy is used in the management of these patients. For example, patients may use cups with lids, weighted eating utensils, and button fasteners. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Alprazolam is an anxiolytic that is not used in the treatment of essential tremor. Although it can be used when anxiety is the exacerbating factor for these tremors, there is a risk of abuse and withdrawal of the medication worsening the tremors. Choice 2. Botulism toxin injection is an effective treatment option for focal dystonia. Choice 3. Deep brain stimulation is the treatment of choice for severe essential tremor or essential tremor refractory to medical intervention and lifestyle modification. Choice 4. Levodopa carbidopa is the treatment of choice for Parkinson's disease. A Parkinson's tremor is characterized as a resting tremor in the setting of a patient with bradykinesia or akinesia, rigidity, and postural instability. Finally, a bullet summary. First-line treatment for essential tremor is with propranolol or primidone. For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 78-year-old female presents to her primary care provider complaining of shaking of her hands. She reports that her hands shake when she is pouring her coffee in the morning and when she is buttoning her shirt. She has noticed that her tremor improves with several beers she has every night with dinner. She has a past medical history of hypertension, atrial fibrillation, moderate persistent asthma, acute intermittent porphyria, and urinary retention. Her home medications include hydrochlorothiazide, warfarin, bethanicol, low-dose inhaled fluticasone, and an albuterol inhaler as needed. On physical exam, she has an irregularly irregular heart rhythm without an S3 or S4 gallop. She has mild wheezing on pulmonary exam. She has no tremor when her hands are in her lap. A low amplitude tremor is present during finger-to-nose testing. Her neurological exam is otherwise unremarkable. Which of the following is a contraindication to the first-line treatment of this condition? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Acute intermittent porphyria Choice 2. Asthma Choice 3. 
heavy alcohol use. Choice 4, urinary retention. Or choice 5, warfarin use. The best answer to this question is choice 2, asthma. This patient presents with an intention tremor that is relieved by alcohol, which suggests a diagnosis of essential tremor. The first-line medication for essential tremor is propranolol. Asthma is a contraindication to propranolol use. Propranolol is the first-line treatment for essential tremor, but is contraindicated in this patient due to asthma, as propranolol is a non-selective beta blocker and can induce bronchospasm. Other contraindications to propranolol include bradycardia, hypotension, or other lung diseases such as chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. If a patient with a central tremor cannot tolerate propranolol, the patient should be switched to primidone, an anticonvulsant of the barbiturate class that is second-line treatment for a central tremor. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Acute intermittent porphyria can be triggered by primidone, a barbiturate that is used to treat essential tremor in patients who cannot tolerate propranolol. Choice 2. Heavy alcohol use is a contraindication to benzodiazepines like clonazepam or alprazolam, which are sometimes used to treat essential tremor. Choice 4. Urinary retention is a contraindication to trihexyphenyldil, an anticholinergic medication used for resting tremor in early Parkinson's disease. Due to its anticholinergic effects, Trihexyphenyldil would likely worsen this patient's urinary retention. Choice 5. Warfarin is a contraindication to topiramate, an antiepileptic drug used to treat essential tremor. Topiramate is a CYP450 inducer that may decrease the effect of this patient's warfarin and lead to a fall in her international normalized ratio, or INR. Finally, a bullet summary. Beta blockers such as propranolol are the first-line treatment for essential tremor. If a patient cannot tolerate propranolol due to bradycardia, hypotension, or lung disease such as asthma or COPD, the patient should be switched to primidone. That's all for this review about essential tremor. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here, on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.